Hey y'all, it's Rachel and Funny, and oh, we are the pleasureologists. We sure are. Welcome to the show. We're going to kind of wing it. We have some topics for today, but and the things we want to talk about, we're also going to wing it a little bit, because why the fuck not? Because life is fun. Wing it. It's kind of how I live my life. Yeah. Whatever the fuck happens. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's talk about sex. Because that's where we are. We're talking about sex, the scoop on sex. But let's talk about some fantasies. We were just discussing mm-hmm. that a little bit. We thought we'd start with that. We'd start there and see where it goes. And Charmaine was just looking at a TikTok, watching a TikTok, looking at. Does that make sense? And what were watching, you... Watching, looking at. What, what was this particular TikTok about, Charmaine? So it was about common, the most common sexual fantasy of women. And so it said... Um, <laughs> common most common sexual fantasies for women and they played this music and did this big thing and then it was like uh <laughs> I felt like it was anticlimactic but it said sex in unusual places or submission okay question mm-hmm. right off the bat what do you fucking consider an unusual place like the closet I mean that could be that could be unusual it's not where it usually happens like what are they getting at no, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a fantasy per se, but I've had sex in one of those, um, I'm not going to say what, brother, but um, you know how there, like in hotels or certain buildings, there's like a huge elevator and it's all glass mm-hmm. and you're going up. So I've had sex in one of those elevators. Um, I've had sex on a rooftop. Um, See, but okay. <laughs> but, okay the park the, of a college campus, but I don't feel like those are like unusual. Weird. The yeah. the elevator thing, the only thing I don't like about that is I would be thinking the whole time, like, how long do we have? Like, what if it opens? Like, <laughs> and not the excited part, like, I don't want to be, st- and also because I'm really short, uh-huh. like, I'm super, I'm stupid short. So standing isn't always the best, unless I'm, like, being, like, bent over a wall or something, but um, I don't know that I would like an elevator. Well, he was bigger than me, so it was, and, you know, I'm five, six, five, six and a half, so he was, he was way taller and much more muscular, so it was very easy for him, and this was like, you know, when I was, oh, uh, pounds thinner, <laughs> but um, it was very easy for him to pick me up, and I was wearing a glass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, got, I also, like, the elevator's going, I would be thinking about the elevator, like, going up the whole time. I would, I couldn't. I was thinking about, like, there was a point where I was thinking, and then what was happening was so interesting that I was not thinking of anything. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'm too much in my head. I, that's, I do have a fantasy, I do have a balcony fantasy. It hasn't mm. happened. I've, like, been against a window. Yeah. Like, yeah. that kind of shit, but a balcony has always been... Yeah. Um, is that, a, but is that really unusual? I think a lot of people have sex on balconies. I think it's like a normal. I think, I think so. I don't feel like that's unusual. I don't feel like it's unusual. That's why I'm like, where exactly would it unusual? I think the most unusual, I don't know if it's unusual, place I had sex, I'm trying to think. Maybe they, a cemetery. Is that unusual? It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but I know people who have had sex in a cemetery. I, I had sex in the hospital parking lot. I know people who had sex in the hospital hallway. Not not me, because I, I no, uh-uh. Uh, but, <laughs> and I used to have to tell patients, you know, to not have sex, sex 
you know, in their hospital rooms. So. But, like, really, like, what's unusual, like, on a ski lift? You could fall off of that and die. Yeah, you could. But a gondola would be cool. Yeah, but what if, like, you're not on a gondola? Like, don't they have, like, the guys who, like, control the gondola for you? So, like, Are you talking about, like, the gondola, like, boat or a ski gondola? Yeah. No, I'm talking about You're talking about what? I'm talking about both. Oh, no, I was talking about, like, the high-up ones. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it, for me it all depends because I am <laughs> afraid of heights. Mm. I'm, like, petrified of heights. However, <laughs> in my current situation, I have had full-on sexual fantasies about having... So, um... Do you know in Vegas they have that big Ferris wheel, the 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 thing that goes up really high, whatever, like five hundred feet in the air, whatever, it never stops moving. I went on that um, uh, with my god sister for my like fortieth birthday because I'm I'm nuts because why why wouldn't somebody who's petrified of heights do that? Um, so uh, of course I had liquid courage, but. Lately, I have been having fantasies about having sex on that thing. And I was like, I just want to know what is going on in your head, ma'am. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, when I went on it the first time, all I could think, because, you know, like, you're in this little ball. And then it, it's, like, slowly rising and going around. I think it took, like, I'm going to forget how long it took. But we were on it for a while. But you don't realize it. So, and they, they do, like, little lights at night and everything. And so I was like... I remember being getting on it with my god sister and saying to her, "What if, what if our little ball falls off and uh-huh. we, like hit the ground and roll?" <laughs> like she was like, "What the hell?" Are you? <laughs> but you know, like that's how my brain was thinking. But for some reason, I decided to have a sexual fantasy about having sex, like on in this. <laughs> I mean, that's and a- that one time did that come up? But it, it's like it's super hot. It's, and if you're afraid of heights, when you look out that window, you will be touching mm, I mean, that would be hard. And I'm thinking about this now because most of my fantasies, like, the, it's, the, it's not the location. Mm, what is it for you? It's really not. Like, location, I don't fucking care. Like, I mean... Like, I don't want to, the the fantasy of sex on a plane, bleh. I don't want to be in a fucking plane bathroom, unless I'm on a private plane. Not the bathroom. But I... I've done it in first class. uh, I've done it in first class. Yeah, not in the bathroom. But I don't want to be, like, on a plane, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be quiet and worry about other people around me. Like, if I'm on a plane by myself, not by myself, obviously with somebody else. Well, I mean, I could touch myself on a plane, but on a private plane by myself. But no... But oh, so anyway, I'm like rambling about this plane thing. So most of my fantasies are actually like, what happens? I have to say, I do have this like, like being scared, like being like, I don't want to say attacked, attacked, because it's the person who's there. Like I know the person, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been sexually assaulted, so it's not. I don't necessarily. It's not like. An assault fan? Well, kind of. It's, but I know... I'm like... like still, a rough, like a little bit of a... Yeah. No, like, like I'm home or like I come in my house and I like... I live by myself. And like I come home mm-hmm. and somehow they're hiding in my house. 
and they just like grab my mouth, like they grab me from behind and grab my mouth so I can't yell and throw me up against a wall. Yeah, this is a very common fantasy, by the way. This is like, yes. uh, I, you know, I read, you know, author girl, uh, reader girl. So this is a very common, this is, there's a whole genre written. Yes. 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 So there's a Like I just read, I, the one I told you about, Haunting Adeline. Haunting Adeline, and I'm, I'm finishing hunting. I still haven't finished hunting Adeline because there was no sex in like the first 20 chapters. Ugh. And I was dying. <laughs> oh, that's the one where he fucked her with a gun? Yes. So those kind of fantasies are like, I'm sleeping, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like those kind of things where you get waking up with someone going down on you and you don't know who it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like it's, the, it's her stalker, so the story is like she falls in love. Like this first book is very much her falling in love with her stalker and feeling like so weird about falling in love with her stalker. So yeah. But yeah, I don't think I have a, like location is to me is secondary because when I think about it, like if you're just like let's say okay, I'm not going to be out on a hike most likely, but if I'm out yeah. hiking with somebody and like I get turned on. Thinking about like, oh, fucking up against a tree. No, there's bugs. I think way too much about the environment. There's bugs. Listen, this is how I think right now, right? Like, <laughs> okay, so I, I'm, I'm very much a cancer. So like, but this is how I think right now. So um, if I, like, I'm sitting across from that person. Um, and so like, I'm usually thinking somewhere in my mind that I literally would fuck him any place he wanted to <laughs> I mean, in my brain, there's part of me that thinks that, but also, I also think about that person, and they wouldn't, I don't think they'd want to fuck in the woods either, because there's bugs. Um, it just, it, w- it wouldn't matter. Like, if that's what he wanted to do, I'd probably um, Nope. And that sounds, like, absolutely ridiculous, coming from me, like, people who, like, really know me. Um, it sounds absolutely ridiculous, except for when it comes to this one person. It's, you know what, I, you know, I, I like sex, I like this person, but nope, bugs. I don't want a fucking, you could get a worm crawling up your ass. Okay, first of all, you're just a hole to the worm, and it wants to hide somewhere. You're on the ground, it sees a hole, it's going to climb in there. Fucking spiders can crawl inside of you. (laughs) I don't care who the person is. No, I'm not going to be, I mean, I get it, like, there could be a spider in my house that can crawl up my butt, too. This is coming, okay. Why why are things always crawling up your butt? (laughs) (laughs) I do have a little thing. We have a lot. Um, Because it's a hole and they want to hide places. Duh. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, Let me just say, um, I have been naked, half naked or whatever in quite a few places and nothing has ever tried to crawl up my ass. You don't, well, let me tell you something you don't know. Because people have had things crawl inside them and they don't know. You could have had... I've been in a hospital before, so I trust me, I know things crawl up people's asses. I'm just saying that it's not as common as you would believe. Bugs crawl inside people all the time. Little minuscule microscopic bugs are crawling off your butt right now. (laughs) You are ruining your whole entire sexual fantasy right now. Pretend there are no bugs. Pretend there are no bugs. And just see the fucking... I, I, so for those of you who don't know me very well, I'm an overthinker and, um, there's bugs. Can't just get rid of the bugs. They're there. 
And I am an overthinker as well. It's just I'm less of an overthinker. <laughs> <laughs> I put overthinking. I, I'm like, I could win an award. Like, well, I just think I think I'm maybe what it is for me at this particular point because I'm usually like a really bad overthinker about certain things. I'm, you know, I'm usually like, oh my god, and I got to be like 30, 30 pieces ahead, which I'm learning is of course part of my, you know, part of my trauma. But um, I just think like I've just I don't know. Over the years, I've just been more and more like, oh, fuck it, mm, fuck it. Okay, well, fuck it. And I, I and I will say it's taken. <laughs> A very long time for me to get that way. Yeah, and then I also think like, you know, it's the person. Like if I think about, I'm, I, I, I say this all the time, I'm very much a cancer and we're very like, we're very like, very much pleasers and that it's important to us. And so and making our partner happy is very important. Yeah. So I, 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 um, I have given up, not given up. I have realized that part of my thing is overthinking and part of my overthinking is definitely from my ADHD and it's like. It's part of my life, mm-hmm. and um, I just kind of, you know, have to live with it and figure it out ways yeah. around it. But also, it's just how it's going to be. But like, when I see this person or I think about a person, a specific person, like I want to like, in- I just want to like live inside of them. I want to envelop them and like squeeze them until, yeah. But yeah. there's fucking bugs outside, and they crawl up butts. <laughs> Now, like, if it came down to it and we were, like, going on this fake hike that's never going to happen, could it happen? Maybe. But I would still be thinking about bugs crawling in my butt. Plus, I wouldn't want a bug. I wouldn't want to be responsible for a worm crawling in his ass. Well, see, now, listen, I can't say any of this because I have agreed to go camping. And if you really know me, you know that I'm such a little bougie bitch. And so, like, okay, fucking in a tent doesn't count for this fantasy. This has I, to be like in the dirt on a pile of leaves. That's what I'm talking about. Because, because, no, 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 no. That is a dot. That is a home at that point. This, I'm, when I'm talking about an outdoor fucking fantasy, there can be a no tent. tent. Is not a home. Yes, it, it is. is. Oh, yeah. a lot of people live in tents. So. God bless them. But for this fantasy, this is what I'm saying. As far as the fantasy goes, when you're talking about fucking in the woods, it can't be in a tent. You can still fuck in a tent and have fun and, and have it be a fantasy. But for this particular fantasy, it has to be okay, tentless. Okay. Tentless. Um, I would probably fuck in tentless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if there's quicksand? Hey, I have a question for you. <laughs> so you don't hear much about quicksand anymore. But I remember growing up being petrified uh-huh. of quicksand, and I feel like everybody was told to be petrified of quicksand. Where did okay. all the fucking yeah. quicksand go? Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> it's not something that I think it's <laughs> No, but we, do you remember being, like, scared of quicksand? I do, I do. I remember all the cartoons and all the TV shows mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the adventures of Alan Quartermain and all that. Mm-hmm. There was always quicksand. Um, I think I would fucking quicksand before I would fucking... A pile of leaves. I'm not fucking in quicksand because I'm gonna drown. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You, you go with a bang. <laughs> okay, okay. What's another unusual? I like seriously. I'm. I'm always. I'm. This is interesting to me because I think the way sometimes the verbiage that people use 
especially when you're describing sex, sex fantasies, women and their sexual fantasies, I think sometimes the verbiage that they use is, um, it's fucked. Um, I don't really feel like there are unusual places. No. I believe that. I think like there are places that are outside of the norm because of, as a society, we've made them outside of the norm. Right. Um, but I don't believe that. Like, I, I just don't think, I think that we've suppressed ourselves so much and everything is so inappropriate that then it becomes unusual. I mean, and I, feel, I think, sorry. Yeah, it's like, I feel yeah, like no, almost for that, for that statement that that person made that there's and I'm making a blanket statement, whatever, fuck it. I don't usually like blanket statements, but I feel like they're saying for women, it's anywhere outside of a bed would be considered unusual. Unusual. For, yes. for, the, for yeah. not for every female, but for like every, the everyday female, if it's not in a bed, then it's yeah. something, ooh, taboo. Um, yeah. and, then, and then let me just say this. Why is submission a fantasy? <laughs> like... Why is submission a fantasy? I don't because know. Because you should, if you're, if you're in a, a healthy, active, sexual relationship, then there should be points in that relationship where you can submit. It shouldn't be like, you know what I mean? Like, it should right. be in that little fantasy category. Because I will say, I'm usually, in, in the bedroom, I'm a very submissive person. Right. Um, and, you know, like, in my life, because in my life, if I'm not. Or if I like the person I'm with, if they like, if they do something, then I can be very submissive. But I don't, I don't really see, I don't know. I guess I don't really see it too much as a fantasy, unless you're talking about like actual like BDSM. Right, but I do think like this. Okay, I as far as like <clears throat> traditional or historical or I don't know whatever word I'm looking for, like masculine and feminine roles mm-hmm. whatever gender because even in a in a same-sex gender relationship or someone who's not about it there's usually somebody who has more like male tendencies right even mm-hmm. say right and i i prefer a a dominant yeah male because yeah. that's like if i can be i can let go and be taken care of and also I like to know that someone could like toss me out a window if they wanted to but um so there is that and I think there is some this idea of like being able to because for so many women or you know especially adult women like we have to be especially if you're single or if you're you know raising kids you there's this like more protective role for ourselves and for others that comes into Mm -hmm. place daily that to be able to let go and let our feminineness come out and be like, you know, to be, I, I, I'm probably going to sound like a gender, well, I don't even know what I'm going to sound like, but to let our, like, the pussy power, you know, that feminine, yeah. like, because there's, because yeah. even when you're being submissive, there there can be some dominance in the way you submit in a way that's, it yeah. doesn't mean like, you're laying down and you don't do shit. They're still doing things, right? So, but well, it's just... I, well, you know, in our in our society, obviously, um, there there real differences. And in, and as a black woman, I can say like, uh, we are taught um, 
or at least in my household and in every other black female I know, um, we were taught that you really can't be the damsel in distress. You really can't be like, you know, you have to be strong. Like that term strong black woman is like something that gets like drilled in your head. So Mm -hmm. this is why I'm loving this whole soft girl era that's coming along. But it is, and you know, like that whole traditionally black women are more masculine thing that um, tends to follow us places. So I definitely, excuse me, I definitely understand the need and the want to be a little bit more submissive. I just am like agitated that it has to become a fantasy. Right. And I don't think it's, and I do think there's like, it. it, I think in a a relationship, if you have two people that need to be dominant in bed, Mm -hmm. it just, it's, I don't believe that's going to work. Yeah. 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 I will say a lot of, and a lot of my relationships. So, okay. And almost all of my relationships. And almost all, (laughs) I'm the guy. Because I'm I'm in control of everything. I'm in charge all the time. I'm planning everything. I'm, you know, like I, you know, um, I'm initiating things. I'm coming up with ideas. I'm being the romantic one. I'm, I'm being the supportive one. So like I'm wearing all the hats and wearing Mm -hmm. many roles. And, you know, that's also part of who I am as a person because I um, am very much a nurturer and I want to take care of the people that I love and care about. I just think like, um, I say this all the time. I just think it goes back to Jill Scott has this great comment quote that she had where she said, if you can tell me what to do, then you can tell me what to do. If you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me what to do. And it's been very difficult to meet anybody who can tell me what to do. Usually if you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so mean, it's nice. That submission is nice for me. Yeah. And I like, I just... I like to be dominated. But in a way that, like, I do, I still have to have some control. Like, it's not like I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But I do think, like, and then there's play in that fantasy, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. to be able to to let things happen that normally you wouldn't show. Like, I, what am I trying to say? I think it's amazing when there's, like, pieces of you that you have for a specific person. Does that make sense? That you can, like, totally let go of. And feel okay. safe mm-hmm. showing somebody else. And yes. that becomes really sexy. Yes. Because I'm very... The, the thing that... I guess the thing that a lot of people don't realize is, like, I'm very, like... Because uh, it, it doesn't seem like it in a lot of aspects of my life, but I'm very, like, introverted and shy um, sexually, or especially around, like, people. Because ha- it's not even that. It's just my lack of trust and needing trust before I go certain levels and certain stages I like I have a world full of fantasies and ideas and you know things to try and things I want to do but if I can't um trust you and feel mm-hmm. safe in your energy then I can't do it yeah and I, I've come to because I used to let a lot of people in who I didn't trust and I was just like this but I that's what I like so I let things kind of and then I felt bad after but now I'm like I won't even let you come to a specific point in my life unless I trust you and this isn't just for someone I'm having sex with, this comes from friendships as well. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm done with the bullshit and the fucking, like, you know, whatever. But, um, because I only want people in my life that I want in my life, you know? But oh, yeah. And that's what, yeah, my, I have friends who always say to me, like, because I don't, I don't really have a lot of friends, but you know, I don't talk to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a reason for that. Um, but, <laughs> but it really is about me protecting my energy. 
Yes, um, me too. I, I really have learned that, that, that um, my energy and who I am is special and my time is precious and I don't mm-hmm. want to be singing into people, into things that, you know, are not going to be um, beneficial. Absolutely. And I used to let a lot of people in my life and a lot of things happen. And I'm like, fuck that noise. I don't care if I'm, I'd rather be home by myself. Cause like, fuck, I can have a lot of fun by myself. I mean, I got mm-hmm. toys and games and all kinds of shit. Um, but then other people in my life are very important to me. And I, I am very open with them and very like my friends are very, I'm very close with my friends and they know a lot of, yeah. we know a lot about each other and I would totally trust them. And same thing with like, even when I was like casually, though I was never casually dating cause that's not really my thing. Cause I don't want to spend time on a first date, but like I wouldn't even get to the point of meeting you unless I already felt there was like a connection, a trust, a vibe. I'm very like. That feeling has to be there. Oh, I know a fantasy. Ooh, uh-oh. And this isn't an unusual place. But, again, this goes back to submission. I love this mm-hmm. idea of, like, especially for, if you're with somebody who does a lot for other people and is always taking care of other people or, like, always, you know, kind of thing and doesn't put themselves first ever. This idea of taking care of them in a way, mm-hmm. in a very submissive way so you're yeah. you're creating an environment where you're taking care of them completely and um but you've cre- so you're kind of creating the environment so in a way there's like some some con- dominance in the way that in the setup but then you're doing it in a submissive way so this idea of like Wearing an outfit, like a costume, like a nurse's outfit, you know, something that Mm -hmm. symbolizes not, because I do have ones where I would love to wear just all latex and like a cat suit, but that would start itching and sweating soon. But anyway, again, overthinking. I don't have to keep it on very long. But like a nurse's outfit, Mm -hmm. guy comes home, you're in the outfit. When he comes in the door, you tell him like, shut up. There's no talking. Like, shut up and listen. Which sounds dominant in a way, but you're already in a nurse's outfit, so you're in a place of taking care of, like, shut up, there's no more talk about work, there's no more talk about outside life, this is your, your moment. You make yeah. him sit down in, in a comfy chair, like, a, like one of those big cigar chairs, you know what I mean? Like a barrel chair, just a good chair. You bring him his favorite drink, you have it. Set it down next to him. Let him take a sip of his drink. As he's sipping his drink, you walk over, pull down his pants. No talking allowed. He has to drink. He has to relax. And then right for the blowjob. This is very like Destiny's Child catered to you. <laughs> maybe that's maybe it was my, you know, it could be from music videos. It could be from what I've listened yeah. to in the past. But that's definitely, that's been like a definite fantasy of mine and I've done like a bit of it but not the whole like shebang like ready by the door it's almost like that like 50s housewife like waiting by the door Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. fucking Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna cook for you so let's not get that part mistaken (laughs) (laughs) see I would cook (laughs) nope but like 50s housewife but dirty sexy 50s housewife yeah for sure. I like that idea. Because like, as I call myself, I, 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 feel like, I feel like you would be the same way. Monogamously slutty. Mm-hmm. I tried to explain I that. am. I yeah. am very much monogamously slutty. Yes. I, I want to, like, 
send you pictures and videos and dirty text messages mm-hmm. and I want to hear what like I'm yeah definitely and I, I I get a lot of dms on my like my coaching website because I talk about sex and then the other podcast I do and I get all these things like asking me to sext or am I in a relationship? And like, first of all, I'm not sexting a fucking stranger. Like, I don't who am I sexting? Like, yeah, sure, I can, but like, why? I'm not going to get off. I'll, and you're not paying me. Um, but what was that going to? Oh, so, so someone was actually asking me this. Like, just ask. It was a sort of a coaching call, but then it turned as most of mine do that, where they just want me to watch them jerk off. But I was explaining that to him. Like, I would consider myself. Because it was like, you always talk about sex stuff and blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, because that doesn't mean that I'm a fucking everybody. Just because I talk about, we talk about sex doesn't mean we're out fucking trees and everybody that walks our way, we're just like pulling our <laughs> pants down and be like, look, I'm getting my puss. <laughs> but hey, listen, I, for reasons that I will not suppose, I have not been able to have sex for quite a while. Um, and um, I'm like this with myself. And um, I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. you make decisions. And if you're waiting for somebody, you're waiting for somebody next. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I like this idea of the, like, it doesn't mean that I, you know, yeah, I save my fantasies and those things for a specific people, person, um, mm-hmm. and that's it. And otherwise it's just me. But, I, that, but again, you can be very open sexually. And I think people... I think that that gets confused sometimes for people that don't know you when you talk open sexually, that they think that means that you're open for any, like anything, anytime, anywhere, anyone. Which, by the way, is rude. Oh, um, absolutely. It's archaic. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's highly ignorant. Yes, it is. Um, and it's extremely intrusive to think that you are allowed that much space in someone else's life. Yeah. Because they've decided to educate you and help educate others. This is not about um, giving you a sexual fantasy or watching you jerk yourself off or any of that. This is literally about promoting healthy sex and a pleasurable life. Right. And and if you're sex positive, it doesn't... There are people that are sex positive that are also celibate. Yes. That's their choice. It's all about a choice. They just, they've made that choice, but they're they're... That's the choice for them in the moment because they want their next sexual partner, you know, or for a time to be the, you know, nobody. And then they want to save a moment for somebody else. It's like this, I, you know, so sex positive does not mean that I'm, fu- that we are fucking everything. In order to get to, ha- you know, I use, did I use this term on here? I think I did. Or I told you. So I'll say it here again. Pavlov's pussy has to be going on. Oh my God. Yeah. We had this whole conversation about Pavlov's pussy. (laughs) (laughs) So yes. So this started with, I realized that like, you know, so I, so I have like friends who for every person on their list, just about has their own text sound. Mm -hmm. Fuck that noise. Like that's work. But for one specific person, they have their own text sound. Anybody, mm-hmm. and, and I don't always have my phone on noise. What's that called? Usually my phone's on vibrate. But if my phone is on sound and I hear that noise right away, I have a sensation. My whole body. Before I even read the text. 
So, but, so I'm not sure what yours is, but mine is literally, literally called Masterpiece. And so, because I, I genuinely, like, I genuinely believe that this man is a masterpiece. So it's literally called Masterpiece. Um, I'm trying to see, let me see, details. Ah, oh, shit. Notifications. Um, no, this is, it's not even, like, an exciting noise, but it's, I can't see if I can. Hold on. Let's see if I can make it happen. That's not doing it. Oh, because I have my sound off? I'm going to see if I can make this happen. That wasn't it. That was me changing it. That was it. This was it. I don't know why that noise. It's like a sudden, like, I don't know. It happened like a... It just does it. It just does it. Yes. Let me see. Let me see if I can play this. Oh, you know what? It might not play because I literally don't have my sound thing. That's it. That's Did, it. Did you hear it? Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's it. Yeah. And it's and called Masterpiece. And legitimately, every time that chime goes off, I promise you, I, it doesn't matter who I'm in the room with. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's him. Oh my god, I, I can feel it. Like, I just did it now, and like, immediately my clit's like, what the fuck? Not what the fuck. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? It's like, gets yeah. a little like that, that sound. I feel that sound happening on my clit. Yeah. Well, I thank God he doesn't listen. So he, has, he doesn't <laughs> know how excited I get, like, every time. <laughs> I told him. Oh my God. <laughs> I told him that I used the word. I'm like, I, it's Pavlov's pussy. And he's like, what? Look. I know you're smart, so I don't know why this is confusing to you. But um, yes, or even like I hear his like well, he has a nickname that I use with, that I didn't use his name for anybody to anybody for a really long time. His first name, um, but if I hear that that name, his imaginary name, his not imaginary. What's that called? Not imaginary name. What like his nickname? Dubai. I've said that on another. No one knows who it is. I'm always worried. I'm like, oh my god, if one knows who Dubai is, no, they don't. The world is not. <laughs> so, but if I'm if I'm like listening to a to a if I'm watching a show when they mention like going to Dubai or something, I get that like little thing too. Ooh. Yeah. There's a Kevin. It legitimately, has gotten to the point for me that it really like it. It literally doesn't matter. Like any, it could be anything. It Kev, there's a Kevin Gates song that talks about waking up in Dubai. And I get so fucking <laughs> so I just want to say, like, to, I want to say to everybody, um, because I think, uh, just on a serious note and a not so serious note, um, I just feel like, in, as, in general, as a society, right, we hide these feelings now, and we're also interested in being so tough and so hard that um, we're not showing these feelings, we don't exhibit them, because we're so we're trying to be so protective of ourselves and I, I just want to remind everybody just as somebody who's a romantic and somebody who writes romance and who really believes in dreams and love and all that creative uh, bullshit 
I just want to say to everybody, I encourage you to find somebody who makes you giggle. It may not last forever. It may not stick around for more than a year or for a couple of months. It's not about that. It's about the experience. Okay. It's about what it does for your heart. Until you said the giggle part, because I'm all about that, because um, that's so, that's very big for me. But in the beginning of that mm-hmm. conversation, you were spitting there. I, felt, I already know you. I felt so <laughs> called out. So... <laughs> But I'm much better about letting this specific person, when I'm with that person or when we're talking, that's, that's not as prevalent. My yeah, lack. I mean, it's so important to say the thing. Because Except what I know to be true is that it becomes a regret. Um, there's one thing. Okay. Yeah, there's, there, yeah I, I, I'm with you to a point. But then I'm like, nope, not going to happen. Um, but I'm better. I'm getting there. Um, but it is, and, and right, and I do think that's important too. Not everybody is, might be with you forever, which doesn't mean that was a failure, a bad relationship, it was, mm-hmm. didn't work. Some people are here for a time, and there's things we learn from them, and it's so important. And it could be like an amazing moment with them, but it doesn't mean it, it has to be forever. Exactly. Exactly. And I've learned that a lot. I've always said, um, you know, I, I tell my children this. I get it. You know, it is frightening because people do leave, mm-hmm. but you have to really live in your decision and really love the decision that you've made. And sometimes that's hard because when you are in a breakup or when someone goes away, you you, you start to inwardly focus negatively, right? Mm-hmm. You start to think of everything in a negative way. And you stop thinking about every time you laughed and every time you smiled and every time there was joy brought to your heart. And so I really try to focus on those things. I take it as a lesson. I take some mm-hmm. of the hard parts that happen as a lesson and I move on from there because I don't want it to harden my heart because there is so much um, love and joy and expression in me that I've allowed to be suppressed for so long. So I'm not interested in doing that anymore. And also I've learned that a lot of times people hide those things because they're so used to somebody saying it's too much for them. You're right. doing too much. It's oh, too I much. And I'm going to tell you this, you are never, ever, ever too much for the right person. That is very true. And I think about it, I like to think about it this way too, if like that forever thing is big for you. Like one thing I, I started to think about, like there's no such thing as forever. Right? Like, we all expire at some point. Who knows what happens? Maybe you're with that person again in another realm. But, like, we have an infinite amount of time. Or not infinite. We have Mm -hmm. a finite amount of time. So if you, like, take your time of, like, little capsule moments, that was my forever with that person. That forever part Mm -hmm. ended. And there's a new part. Yes. And so that has helped me in some points to think about, like, not that I'm always looking for a forever, but this idea of like the perfect person or like they're going to be your forever person. It's look at it more as like what, what, why, like instead of always looking to the future, this is this forever moment. In this moment, mm-hmm. this is your forever moment with them because this moment's never going to come back. Cherish it. And this is like from the anti romantic. But <laughs> <laughs> I think in that way, I'm like, this moment is like the most special moment because it'll never happen again i'll never have that experience exactly the same with that person i'll never touch their finger the same way again as that moment because it's a different moment next time yeah yeah and side note if you want something to i I say this to people all the time if you want something to last and if it's meant to last and you feel like it's meant to last and you want something to last guess what you got to do work you have to put in the work Mm mm-hmm 
And that too much part is bullshit, too. If someone tells you you're too much, they're fucking too little. And bye. Oh, my God. So I have heard that before. Um, and then more than once. And then that person circled right back around. It's like, oh, you know, I just said that to upset you. But, but it's not too much because I miss all the things you do for me. Because I'm very much a, um, in my relationships, I'm very much a romantic. So I will um, leave little notes in your pockets. I will send you little text messages letting you know how much I care. Um, Cooking is a big thing for me. So I will, you know, like I'll cook the things that you enjoy. I learn how to do those things. You know, like I call and check on you. Um, I plan nights. I buy little gifts. I'm very, I'm, that's just how I am. Like I'm very positive words. Whatever your love language is, I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) Uh Add mine on top of it. Because I just feel like you have to give someone their flowers while they're with you. And so, for me, that's important. But I I do get, sometimes tend to get into relationships with people who feel like, oh, my God, I was equated to this. Look at the pretty light. See the pretty light? Oh, my God, I want the pretty light. And then they take the pretty light, and they play with it for a little while, and they put it in a box, and then they put it on a shelf. And then whenever they feel bad, they, <laughs> they open up the box again play with the pretty light, and then put it back on the shelf. Uh-huh. And I don't want to be on anybody's shelf. Uh-uh. And I haven't often been told I'm too much, but I mean, I still get told I'm weird, but now this person likes my weird, so they can fuck off. But as, <laughs> as, as unromantic as I am, and as hard as my heart, and dead inside I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was currently, it was somebody's birthday, and I started at 12.03, scheduled messages every two to three hours the entire day just saying like I give myself props for that one and then I'm like but then I got in my head like oh my god am I being too much are they gonna am I gonna annoy them um no shouldn't because you're being yourself I'm being my weirdo self I am weirdo um so this has been a great conversation I want us to continue talking about this kind of shit I also wanted to Jump onto something real quick to let you know of a little, a little, we're going to tell you just the tip. Uh, <laughs> give you a little taste of something to come in the next, so in the next month or two. And just to let you know also, so besides, you know, this, and we want to have more events going on and we have some things, ideas, we got lots of ideas. Charmaine and I also both work other jobs and besides doing our coaching and sex stuff we have other stuff we do and we're also congratulations to Charmaine and I haven't started yet but we're also both about to be in school um Charmaine is finishing up her undergrad which is so fucking amazing and then going on to a master's and I will be doing my second master's and we're both going down the clinical mental health path so future sex therapist so this is like going to be taken to a whole another level soon so like keep 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 with us because like shit's gonna like explode but that's also why sometimes you know things fall by the wayside a little bit um because life and we but we want to we really want to build this community because that's important it's important to have community and a safe space to speak and learn and have dialogue so we're going to be creating a community that will be um, an invitation community, not to sound like elitist or whatever, because that's not how we mean it. 
but we want to make sure that it's a safe space. But if you are interested in learning more about it, please reach out either on Instagram, either at the pleasureologist on Instagram. You can find Charmaine on Instagram. You can find me at Fig Life Coaching on Instagram. And let us know you'd be interested in a, in a conversation, in a, in, a, in a circle kind of group. This will be for yeah. women or vagina owners. Vagina that's women. Where we're starting. Yes, that's where we're starting. We'll open it up more. Um, so that is something, and it, we it's going to be where you know what we mean by invitation only is people who are really interested in having a discussion and that's open and honest, and and they're ready to be open and honest, and that they will create a safe space for others and keep it safe. Yes, definitely. So that is something that's very exciting. There'll be some good topics, and then who knows what's going to happen. Right? Some good stuff. I'm actually almost finished with a book, so there you go. Awesome. I'm fin- almost finished um, buying a new toy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're almost, well, we're getting there, right? We got some products about to come out, so there you go. Yeah, so we're, we're working on some stuff, so behind the scenes, which takes time. Um, I just bought a new nursing, nursing, nurse's outfit, which is really hot. So that's where I am. But yes, products will be coming. We'll be coming. You'll be coming. We'll all be coming. (laughs) God, I hope so. (laughs) So be on the lookout for more information about that. And Charmaine, and, and again, you can also reach out to Charmaine and I together or individually if you have questions or if you have, you know, some sex, dating, relationship questions, concerns, reach out. We also have a Facebook group. Find us. Um, Charmaine, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram. You can purchase my books on Amazon. Um, and you can find me on Facebook. It's all, um, and on TikTok, but I don't, I don't do TikToks yet. I'm getting there. I'm getting there, people. I'm getting there. Um, but it is author AC Vasquez. Or you can just email the pleasureologist. Ooh. And um, I'll answer all your questions there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you can find my stuff at Fig Life Coaching, also at The Pleasureologist. I'm also on TikTok. Um, I also do these bed talks, which are super fun. Um, we should do a joint bed talk at some point, like a bed talk Ooh, live. Yeah. Um, and until next time, go enjoy yourself. Enjoy your partner if yeah, you're with one. Go pleasure yourself. Go ple- Yes. Stop whatever you're doing. Stop dropping pleasure yourself. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Bye. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.